2: Man, is that great? I mean,
3: By you, accident. Notice I, you notice I started getting shorter and Welcome shorter Radio. In here.
2: <laughs>
3: you are. You're
4: going down, man. Settle down there, little fella. My mic just turned on, so I'm, 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 I can hear now.
3: <laughs> no, it's headphones. It's our headphones are finally turned on. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. We're good. all right. We know what we're doing. It's not our first day,
2: it's the second one. Are you you're going to be fighting with that chair the rest of the day all
3: show long well, three hours what? of misery for everyone because of what you've done to me?
2: Just sit there I will and let you it. have my chair in about. I don't want that It's got It's
3: got Fifty armors. minutes. Uh, got 50 uh, minutes
2: okay, I'll be I'll out of the studio and it'll be bit. all you
3: guys. Oh, that's right. You got to go uh, graduation stuff today.
2: Yes, today's a big day for Courtney and uh, she's graduating. Uh, man, it's hard to believe that so many years have gone by and and now it's time for her to move on into the. World of work.
3: I just think it's so crazy the way parents go just apesy nutsy over when your kid graduates oh. kindergarten.
2: <laughs> well, they're getting they're getting ready because it just get, it gets bigger as it gets a little older. That's it, for sure. Isn't
3: something, yeah. Well, you know, but, our, our, our special guest in the studio, John brunson's only had to do it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I'm, many? What do you got? Like five thousand kids now.
4: Uh, six thousand. Yeah, no, something no, like that. Six, three, yeah, three. Six, but, uh, yeah, six kids, three down, three to go. Actually, wow. our oldest daughter graduated from FSU last Saturday. See,
3: God, and I knew uh, you. I knew you win. We were just a young, oh, peach-faced young boy, yep. working hard in the automotive <laughs> industry. <laughs> I can remember twenty-five years ago. Oh uh, yeah, about 25, <laughs> yeah. 30 years. I remember okay. when I first
2: yeah. met John. It was a, it was a great experience. I can tell you.
3: Really? <laughs>
4: Here we go.
2: But I was already strong-armed this morning, not to mention some of the stuff that was kind of embarrassing. but it was <laughs> well, strong-armed. Oh, Come yeah, on yeah, now.
3: Well, John's not a skinny little. All kid. I can
2: say is, is those little porta potty chairs that that was out there on the market when they first came out they're junk throw them away well, you better just, get the two inch reese hitch insert
4: they're just not uh, they're not big boy rated <laughs> yes uh,
3: uh, uh, but in the studio today it's going to be a crazy show because uh i'm here glenn's going to be here for an hour and then he's got a book of course uh jonathan swindle is here he's on the end there and uh, bill george made it back but we made him go sit in the uh, timeout room with yeah. doc next door he's over in the other room can you he hear us I at all i can hear you oh Oh, can you he can talk yeah, he's even got a microphone. The Look only problem you. with Bill hey.
2: sitting over there, he's got more finger controls. Yeah, <laughs> hey.
3: he's dangerously close to anything that can turn us off.
0: Can you see the fact now that when Knock shows up here in the morning, how
2: smooth everything just It's, it's awesome. great. Yeah it's all good in? when somebody knows what they're doing but exactly <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh again our special guest in the studio with us this morning uh drove all the way over from uh parts unknown because he's always somewhere <laughs> besides here of course he makes his home here in florida but uh john brunson uh who you've probably known and loved for many many years on uh let's see what network have you not been on
4: uh that's probably the easiest yeah. <laughs> way not to, to put it on there. Yeah, outdoor channels are our main network.
3: Yeah, Outdoor yeah. Channel. And of course, the name of that little piddly fishing show is what?
4: Well, it's just uh, Addicted <laughs> to the Outdoors, but it's mostly hunting.
3: It is mostly hunting. Addicted yeah. Outdoors. Addicted to the Outdoors. <clears> throat> uh, throat> but we, all, we have to mention that it's with John and Gina. Yeah,
4: yeah. couple show.
3: Yeah. So uh, I think you were one of the originals, uh, yeah. husband and wife team out there.
4: Yeah, we definitely are one of the originals. Uh, almost 18 years now, we've been doing it.
3: That is crazy. Isn't it? (laughs) You know, I can remember some of the very first shows where you're like sitting over in a corner with a potted plastic plant behind you doing uh, voiceovers.
4: (laughs) Yeah, the early days. Doing
3: voiceovers (laughs) for stuff. And now, look, I mean, I was watching your stuff on Instagram, and the production level that you guys have brought that show up to is pretty phenomenal. It's actually really cool.
4: Thanks man. Yeah, we uh we a lot of people know us from addicted to the outdoors but they don't realize we own you know one of the top production companies in outdoor TV. Yeah, there's so we, several shows. We produce uh, a ton of TV shows. We produce completely turnkey or do significant production work for probably 21 national TV shows. Really? Yeah, so we really it, it's it really You're a busy fella. It was a fluke. I mean, we launched our show 18 years ago. The show did real well and people started coming to us asking if we would edit for them would we run camera could you build me a graphics pack is because we we came out of the gate so strong so we kind of split the companies year one and formed jbo production and um you know, the rest is history so we've been producing shows for other people commercial work you know turnkey you know fish and hunting adventure shows we do it all
3: that's kind of a smart move to do early on in your career because it's kind of like it's kind of like the gold rush it wasn't the gold miners who made all the money it was the guys who sold them all the tools you know right, what i'm saying right. so uh you know, being able to be the guy who uh, has his own production company and still be able to do your own show probably uh, is pretty rewarding.
4: Yeah, it, it works well together. Um, and with the success of Addicted, it it really brings the business. Over the years, it's brought the business to us at the production company. Um, you know, it's been nice to not have to go knock on a door or hand out a card, it, you know, just off the success of our show and then off the success of other shows we produced you know the work comes to us so it's not well, a bad deal
3: well you got to thank jonathan for back in the day i think he loaned you one of the original fred bear bows to get you started this show. <laughs>
4: it's funny it? though my, my uh the first my first compound bow that my dad ever bought me um i was eight years old and I, you know we got it from arrowhead archery I remember that That's fir-
0: the first time me and him ever met each other and i don't even know if you'd probably remember this Y'all just started the show and it was. I walked in, I was coming into the shop, and this is when I was a customer at Arrowhead Archery. And I forget who it was you had with you, but y'all were getting all your stuff set up because you had, of course, it's like now when he shows up at the shop, all of a sudden there's boxes and boxes and boxes of yeah. stuff. It's like, hey, can you do this? Yeah, got you covered. Get here. But we walked in. John was nice enough to say hi to us and talk to us for a minute and everything else, and that was the first. I know that was the first time I ever met you, and then
2: he still got that camo autographed T-shirt. John,
3: John well, and he, he, one he of sleeps you. in it. Well, well hey, <laughs> oh, it don't fit no more. So, <laughs> really? Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> no <one> really.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, that's between you two. That was a long, <laughs> oh, that's a
3: long time ago, and a few cheeseburgers left. Uh, yeah, exactly. Things. Well, I know you've been around for a long time here in the state of Florida. I mean, uh, you know, I know you th- I think some of the first hunts that you filmed were right here in the home state, which kind of got you started and then started expanding, but uh I got to ask you, where's where's the farthest that you've been from here?
4: I mean, uh, you know, um You've been to
3: Africa yet?
4: Oh yeah, I've been to Africa a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Africa, New Zealand, done a lot of stuff in Canada. Um, you know, we the the, the global stuff, we kind of pick and choose. Stuff that' it's, that we really want to do because believe it or not, and you guys understand this in radio, we track our ratings like, yeah. to the T, you know literally every single episode we see what episodes pop up, what episode drops, and you know we closed out 2017, the number four show in the country. Right now we got our we got our numbers for first quarter of this year. Through first quarter of this year we're the number one outdoor show in the country.
3: It's that Tyler Jordan. That yeah, kid, but, that kid.
4: but the thing is is, you know, you can <laughs> you, know, you can have one soft episode that, you know, just drops and it's a difference between being number one or, or number twenty. So yeah, really? you know, we, we, we really, you know, watch the numbers and um I can tell you what pulls the numbers are whitetails. Um, uh, you know, you can go do an insane, crazy African show and nobody wants to watch it.
1: Isn't
3: that funny?
4: Well, we, we've, we've, we've kind of come to the conclusion that we feel like most people, you know, our demographic, most of them, they want to watch things that are, they can really relate to. A lot of people sure. who watch our shows aren't packing up, running to Africa and New Zealand and all these crazy places. They yeah. think it's neat, but it's like they want to watch something that's, I think, more attainable or more, something they could more relate to.
3: Well, I think that one of the reasons why is you look at those kind of trips as like the dream trip if right. I win the lottery, then yeah I'll go do that stuff but uh, you got to remember everybody in this room will tell you, and Bill George will tell you especially when it comes to hunters we're kind of we're kind of fickle on what it is we want to watch oh, and, sure. I, and I think it's because we always compare ourselves to the person that's on television right it's a man thing it's an ego thing it's a genetic testosterone <laughs> thing. You know, when you're... We're cavemen. Yeah, you find yourself <laughs> you screaming go. at the TV going, no, why is he doing that? <laughs> right. why, I mean, why didn't you just walk around that way? What are way you on? Shoot yeah, already, for God's well, sake, Pull the trigger. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> why are you commercial breaking called B-roll, people. It's called it, B-roll. Yeah, it <laughs> is, it's a <The> couch critics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's in anything. Yeah, but oh, I, think, sure. I think when it's a one-on-one type situation when it comes to hunting, it's not football. It's not a team sport. It's not like baseball or anything else. You put yourself individually in that person's place. I don't care if it's you know sure. a bass fishing tournament when you watch it on TV or it's a hunting one. And if you put yourself and you see a guy climbing up the side of a mountain like Bob Falkrod going up there, he's been training for two years to go kill a, a Rocky Mountain you know bighorn sheep. You know, getting himself in shape. I'm looking at that episode going, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing <laughs> right. that, and I don't want nothing to do with that. So, uh, you know, good luck on you, Bob. Good luck. Uh, but I ain't climbing them no side amount of kill sheep. There ain't no way. Not yeah. when they not when they grow them out there in loots. Right. You can just yeah, go yeah, shoot yeah. one right out of there. All right, well, hang on, man. We got to take a quick break. Knock is very punctual on his button pushing. So, we're going to take a fast break from both you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Of course, the great folks out of Brandon Ford with John Brunson and Glenn and John and Bill and Braden. We'll be back. No we're not.
2: Yes we are. No, we we'll bring it back the And be, welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Why are you sitting over there days. dreaming
3: I'm drinking. I said I, dreaming. Oh, drinking. Talk <laughs> on the radio. Dreaming the
2: the big uh outdoor world life that you're looking at. I, I think he's got a He's fascinated with you, John. He's got your screen your <laughs> picture right there in front of him. It's a little bromance. Yeah, easy.
4: It's the
3: it's the outfit that you're wearing on the uh, on the uh, Facebook. Oh, page.
4: now they're outfits.
3: It's an outfit. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you Lord. want me to call it? The,
3: the camo? <laughs> My hunting attire. Uh, hunting attire. I made some question outfits. about
2: that. What kind of what kind of <laughs> setup
3: is that? Att- <laughs> What's that? The camo. The what camo? camo what is, is that?
4: well it's a wall walls is what we wear is that what it is yeah it's a. Uh, it's all walls of course they have different patterns you know so but that's it we wear all walls gear yeah we've been with them for years uh it was a pretty neat story um you know walls was you know pretty much the original camo company you know way exactly. back in the day yeah. and then they kind of almost went away and then um uh the company dickies bought walls and um kind of revived the company and when they bought it they you know, hired me and Gina to kind of be the face of their the Walls outdoor brand. Mm-hmm. So we got to fly out to Texas and really go through all the designs, help them redesign everything from scratch. So it's pretty neat because most everything they've got out there, we've had a pretty big influence in how it was cut and put together and the features and everything. That's awesome. Did they do trade-ins? Because I got
2: a yeah. pair from the Perry Day some, and I can't uh, <laughs> wear them no more. Some,
4: uh, some tree bark camo. There you go. No, I, I was <laughs> <their> going <gonna, walls.
3: laughs> to say before Walls actually got into the camo business, I remember that the big thing was is you went and bought the – you know that uh brown that duck brown or overalls just olive drab yeah the and, and, pe- yep. and people would take you know Spray paint and just kind of, you know, f- oh, f- yeah. make your own camo. You know, that back, oh, back in the shoot, day. We used to take
4: palm, we used to take palm fronds and lay them on Exactly. Spray paint, spray paint. Uh, oh, on your palm, palm fronds. And then while you're on
3: it and you already got paint, you go, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do my bow while I'm at it.
4: All right. I'm going to do, do my bow. i cooler. <laughs> the feeders. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. let that can go to that's waste. Right.
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Mom out here. You know, daddy's already covered with green stuff. Let's go ahead and finish it up. So uh that's cool. Now, this one here, when I first saw it, it reminded me of... um there was a camo company out for a while. It was like a Bad Dog or Bulldog or something like that. And they had almost a similar type camo pattern with that black and gray kind of winter color. Yeah, and that, I like that. That's really cool.
4: Yeah. And that's one of the real tree patterns there.
3: Yeah. That's like one of the old, 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 almost like uh, the black and white mossy oak that they used to make. Remember they used to make that one? It was like, it looked like an oak tree bark. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. we're actually
4: switching to a new pattern with Walls this year. They've uh, came out with their, their own pattern. It's p- pretty neat.
3: Really? Yeah. You know what? I hear DK Flatwoods is looking for uh, somebody to put some camo on their stuff. So no, What? what that? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Let's go to the phones this morning. It's Uh-oh. getting crazy in here. Uh-oh. Good morning, Sean. How are you today?
3: Good. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. It says uh, New Hampshire next to you. Is that where you're from or is that where you're calling from?
1: I'm from New York, and I'm calling from New Hampshire. What are you doing up there? It's freezing cold up there. It's not that bad. It's spring. It's about sixty.
2: Well, 60 I wish degrees. we had. I wish we had sixty. This sixty morning. degrees. It'd be great.
3: That's what we keep our refrigerators at in Florida. <laughs> Mine's minus sixty. Well,
1: I'm not, it's not like Florida where John's from. So,
3: <laughs> well, what's going up in New Hampshire today? Or you just want to, you just want to call and talk to John because he's so good looking.
4: sean we know sean oh you do sean will be probably visiting she'll probably be visiting the sunshine state pretty soon yeah she works with our agency
3: oh really so uh you're you're in the biz too
1: i am and i just wanted to call in and show my support for john we work together on some marketing and social media projects so you can pretend you don't know me but we can just ask a question on the
4: air <laughs> oh, really? well, you're on the air <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, we all i'm project. listening to you on facebook
3: no uh, not gonna ask you though you you do that from up there in new Hampshire? are you visiting or are you do you live down here
4: no she's in there
1: no I, I live in new hampshire we're um a marketing and media company out of portsmouth new hampshire yeah well really
4: yeah, right you know greg ritz with from hunt masters yeah yeah he's uh he he, he owns probably the largest agency in the the biz so we're like you're like a like a athlete has a sports agent they're our agent pretty cool yeah so they take care of appearances you know handling just all you know all
2: our relationships. Well, I didn't get any phone stuff. call from her to, for your appearance today. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't,
4: it wasn't, hey, quite, it wasn't yeah. quite up to her scale. She's like, ah, I'll just let it slide. Yeah, you, we're not there. <laughs> you take yeah, care yeah, of that. Okay. I
3: recommend you don't go, John. Yeah. It's treacherous. I'm not going to yeah. call them crackers down there in Florida. What the uh, heck do you uh, want to go to them boys for?
1: Hey, I've been promoting you on social media all week. So really? thank you. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, <laughs> well hey, you
3: know, I have to ask you though. you you're, I know, you're in the, uh, the business side of it but do you actually go out and do any of the stuff that john actually promotes on on his show do you hunt do you fish do you shoot at ducks
1: what do oh, you do my goodness so i'm originally from new york city i worked at nbc for 10 years and never even thought about hunting and once i started working at Wildcom and was introduced to all these amazing hunters and john and gina being one of them they totally inspired me to get out there and hunt. So two years ago, I killed my first whitetail.
3: No way! Congratulations.
1: Yep. So, and fishing, I mean, I've completely embraced the outdoor life. It's amazing. I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, And my question, actually, with John having six kids, (laughs) I have an 11-year-old son who is a little bit hesitant to get into hunting. I'm surrounded by it, and he loves the outdoors, but he's a little shy when it comes to going to the range. He does shoot a bow. So I truly, truly would love to know how John manages to get his six kids out there hunting because i love watching his hunting shows when his kids are on they truly shine on tv they have killed some giants so i was just wondering if he could offer some tips to myself and to other listeners out there about how to get your kids into the outdoors and hunting
3: have you not seen john i mean have you ever met him (laughs)
1: <laughs> Without
3: yelling at them. No, I'm just saying, I mean, have you ever seen the size of the man? I mean, all he has to do is look at his kids and go, get in the car, we're going hunting. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, Dad, yeah, we're going.
2: Well, that's a great question, actually, because a lot of times you see the kids that are more interested in doing something outdoors. Playing Fortnite all day, yeah. And the parents are the ones that are reluctant. So it's really a good thing. And if the kids are listening, they might be able to use whatever John recommends on their parents.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, for us, it, it was something that we... It just became part of their life. So even as babies, they were going to our hunt camps with us, you know, camping out with us. I mean, literally as, you know, two year olds. So growing up around it helps. But the the biggest the biggest piece of advice I can give to getting anyone into hunting, whether it's kids, you know, I even tell guys they're trying to get their wives into hunting a lot of times it's just, it's a process. Um, you know, you take them out in the woods, just stick a gun in their hand. A lot of times that's not the right way to start. It's an intimidating you know, thing
3: right. sometimes, yeah.
4: You know, put them in a tree, maybe with a camera, or just let them sit, you know, let them kind of get used to it. Um, obviously, practicing at the range. So, you know, practicing with their bow or a gun to where they feel like, you know, they can go get it done if need be. Um, and then even once you get them in a stand, say with a gun, again, you just let them know you don't have to do anything. You know, if you see something and you want it and you want to pull the trigger, do it. And if you don't just enjoy it. Um, the biggest thing, the number one piece of advice I can give is any, once you have a kid semi interested in hunting or a wife or whoever it may be, the biggest thing is put them somewhere where they're going to see stuff. You know the worst thing you can do is go stick them in a stand. You know we learned this especially down here. You know put them in a stand, it's hot. They sit for three four hours, don't see they're anything, done. sweat to death. They're, they're uh, done. I'm so out.
3: I don't want to go again. It was miserable. Yeah,
4: and yeah. that's the nice thing about Florida is you can go. You know when our kids are growing up, we could always take them out, put them on a feeder, and they're going to see pigs. You know so we you know I always made a rule of thumb: go set up on something that I know within an hour or so they're going to see animals. So keep their interest. If you can right. just keep it it's like fishing. You know a kid sits there with a pole for three hours, nothing happens. He wants to go play video games you know but you know you put them on some fish then it's all it's a whole different animal yeah so it's it's really about introducing them in a successful way if they if you introduce them to hunting and fishing and they're sitting in trees not seeing anything sitting on the boat not catching anything then they get discouraged quickly it's a miserable time but if you can get them engaged where they catch that fish they shoot a pig they see animals that's what really creates the bug
3: you're gonna have to get out in the woods Sean
1: all right. Well, that's what I'll do this weekend. So, thanks so much, you guys. Good luck. Love your shows and um, take care. Thank you. Right, Good you luck how in New Hampshire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to kind of add something to that, if, if, I, I, Sean, I, if she's still listening. I will say that th- my dad had a different approach, which is what all, he would do. Is he? All would, our
2: dads did.
4: Well,
3: <laughs> but, but mine would. He would make it entertaining because as you're we not walked, getting
2: McDonald's, you can have a venison burger or nothing at all.
3: <laughs> we, as we as we walked through the woods, I mean, we did a lot of walking. But as we went through the woods, that's where the education came in. He would—he was like a, a Yule Gibbon. I used to call him. He was my Cajun Yule Gibbons because he would go. Now you see that plant right there? That's, that's fresh thing. Pull that tree up there and shave off that root and chew on it. And it tastes just like root beer. These are, you know, huckleberries. You can eat these and all. This, I mean, we would go through the woods. so It was always a learning experience. And then when we did see animals. You know, it was, you know... It's a bonus. Yeah, you know, it was a bonus. Come on, let's see how close we can get. Well, it kept it
4: interesting for you. Exactly. And that's what you got to do with everyone. You know, kids, even with, you know, a lot of guys call us with me and Gina. You know, our show's been influential over the years at at getting wives in the woods with their, you know, with their husbands. And we get a lot of feedback on that.
3: You Um, have to be able to answer questions or at least attempt to answer questions. Yeah, keep it patience. patience. Patience and, you know, you and i've seen people that do this they get on a boat they put their kids in the back they're in the front and then every once in a while they'll go how you doing back there right
4: right. and, that, right.
3: and that's about all you get instead of like going hey hey, come here look see you can see this bass on the bed up here look at me get these, put these glasses on look you can see you know and yeah exactly you know, make it interesting hey man did you see that snapper turtle over there look at that big old boy you know
4: and, and that's Point what- out
3: any stupid little thing that you may not be in interested in but you know they're going to get their attention and go Oh, Dad, can we go there and see that? You know, I mean, whatever,
4: you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, again, that's why I try and keep it interesting. I've And I'm a, I've am a, always been a nutball when it comes to catching critters, you know, growing up. Just snakes, alligators, whatever. So it, it, as the kids were growing up, you see a snake, I jump out and catch it. I catch a small alligator, let him touch him, check them out. And, you know, that stuff goes a long way with kids.
3: All I heard in that whole thing was nutball. Okay, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> we heard the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon <laughs> Ford john brunson in the studio with us if you want to give us a call 888-404-1010 1010 anything about the outdoor tv industry you want to call and ask come on come on and do it we'll see you in a minute that's a bad memory
4: lane there man yeah, yeah he's uh yeah he's still doing this thing I bought some trees oh really not too long ago.
3: that's awesome i'm what? sorry uh, ladies Christmas and going, trees? we're uh we're continuing our conversations off here so, yeah it's uh, one of those things john <clears throat> we have to uh <clears throat> first let me say hi and welcome to the show <laughs> taking wild outdoors uh brayden glenn kinman uh, only
0: took him 30 minutes to get to that point uh, yeah
3: jonathan swindle bill george is over there in the silent room over there occasionally looking over at us longingly
0: I'm, we're just waiting for you to breathe
3: oh okay
4: he got pushed to the kitty table <laughs>
3: well i gotta hurry up because glenn's got to get out of here before the top of the hour and, in a few
4: uh, minutes
2: that's correct
3: and of course then our special guest is uh john brunson who is uh here in the studio with us this morning and uh it's just one of those things it's like old home week i mean we've all known each other for so long and um, you know, it's it's during the breaks we're doing the old, Do you remember that time we were blah, 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 blah? And, uh, and then, of course, we're talking about our kids. And I can't believe that, you know, John, uh, you know, that uh, my kids Brunson's were kids when are I in college. And, and, yeah, all our kids were small. Mine <laughs> weren't even were born yet. Age. And it's like, you know, we look around each other and see all the gray in our faces and kind of go, <laughs> oh, dude.
2: Yeah, I so showed John yeah. pictures this of my grandson, and it was probably about five years younger than when he first met Wade up there in Perry. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't even want to talk about
4: grandkids. I I'm not ready. For, I'm not ready for that. We, we could. We, 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 you know, our three older ones. You know, obviously it's possible, but right now I think I'm pretty safe.
3: Well, no, I got to ask you. You know, speaking of grandkids, uh, you know, with your kids graduating college and then going on into their careers, I know you have two of them that are still at home. Three, yeah. three that's still at home. Now, do you think that? Uh, do you have faith in your kids that they will be carrying on mom and dad's tradition of uh, getting their kids out there and messing around out in the woods and on the water and stuff or what?
4: Yeah. You know, with our kids, we've, we kind of made a decision a long time ago to involve them as much as possible, but not force it down their throat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we instilled the woods in them, hunting, um, you know, shooting their bows, shooting their guns. And we, you know, we want them to generally and, you know, to genuinely enjoy it. Um, and as far as the business, you know, like our two oldest boys, uh, you know, edit for us and they do a great job. So they, they're definitely into the business, especially from the production side of things. Um, you know, our oldest daughter just graduated from FSU Saturday and she's probably going to go on to grad school. Um, but, uh, you know, she's still trying to figure out what she wants to do. Looks like she's going to probably be doing something in, in marine biology, which again, goes goes really well with what we do with you know, awesome. with the with the spearfishing show we're going to be launching here here pretty soon a second show we're going to be doing and um and then our younger ones you know they hunt they love it they're into it um our youngest son's a heck of an editor I mean he's fourteen and he's been building stop motion movies since he was eight years old so he's a real creative <laughs> dude plays a guitar piano violin oh yeah so yeah, i mean we've you know we' got a we got two out of this we got two out of the three grown ones that are in the business with us, and you know our younger ones are definitely you know definitely enjoying the woods, enjoying fishing, they're spear fishing they're hunting, and they they're definitely gravitating towards you know editing and that sort of thing but again I, i you know we tell our kids the same thing all the time whatever you do is fine with us um as long as you're happy you know do what makes you happy and as long as you're busting your butt and doing what you're supposed to do we'll always be there to help you
2: see john's got that thing where years ago everybody had big families to help support the farm John's got the big family going on to help him support the future of his. So he can do more outdoor stuff and won't have to do all the editing and the cutting and the promotions. He can do more, <laughs> more of the right. participation.
4: We, yeah, we, yeah we, birth, we birthed future employees. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tote that mail, lift that bar. Let's that's go, right. Man, that's the way to do it. But You know, you bring up an interesting thing because um, you think about the the generations to come and you in the hunting industry and going out and seeing the country as well as the world uh what is your take on on the industry as a whole when it comes to that do you think it's getting better do you think that um that hosts like yourself of tv shows are uh you know saying it's not about the the trophy, you know, aspect. Remember, because you know, back in the day, they all had to catch the biggest bass. They all had to get the biggest, giantest, biggest. Bug. Why are you picking all on right. me for me? No, I'm not picking on you. But I think one of the pioneers of the, you know, I try, gave it at least a good try was Tred Barda. I, I yeah. have to say that he was one of the first ones that I used to watch because I, I enjoyed the fact that it was like real hunting. There are times where you're not going to get squat, sure. you know, and there are going to be times where you do miss and sure. and all those things, but. So it seems like some of the new up and coming shows are going back to the old ways where it has to be a giant trophy. It has to, you know.
4: Yeah, I think that I think a lot of shows are that way because they feel that's what they have to do. I mean, you know, me and Gene again, we've been doing this you know eighteen years, and we show it like it is. We, we you know, if we miss, we yeah. show it. Yeah, you've if, always. If seen we have. That a time, I mean, we've even built shows over the years. We'll do a full episode on all the oh yes. on all the crappy hunts that we went on and that were miserable and terrible, and we put all these crazy. Hunts that bombed, and all these different things went wrong, and built a whole episode out of it. So oh, that'd be awesome! What well, not blooper, Like a yeah. blooper episode. <laughs> we did. So we, we show people. Look, it's you know, it takes you know a lot of time, you know, to to put that that thirty minute show together.
3: Well, I look at it this way. I know how much effort it takes for for Glenn just to get up to Illinois to go hunt for a week, right? I couldn't imagine having to do it with a TV crew, sound guy, get everything, make sure it's all set up, get all that stuff. I mean, it's a
4: science. You get it down to a science. I mean, it's just not, especially back in the day, back in the day with the heavier gear, man, climbing, you know, mountains and carrying, you know, all that gear. It was video t- cameras. It was tough. You know, technology is getting a lot, lot better, a lot yeah, smaller, mm-hmm. you know, a lot smaller, and but with the quality, um, you know, so it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely changing.
3: Well, sure. well, I know that there are a lot of people who think that they can go do what you do just because they go and hunt and stuff like that. And I have to say, it's quite disappointing for a lot of us. Yeah. And we <laughs> so, see,
4: you know, with our production company, we actually do a lot of consulting in the outdoor space. So, you know, guys that want to do a show, you know, we advise them on, hey, you know, this is a good idea or this isn't a good idea. And it's tough out there. The industry is changing. A lot is changing fast. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a business. I mean, you know, people see you hunt and they're like, Oh man, that's the greatest job. And you get gear sent all Yeah, you brand, get, like, all the free new, stuff. get all the free stuff on your door. Pro- I, I promise you, I, I love what I do. Um, definitely enjoy it. It's a great job, but it's a job, and I mean, it takes work, and it takes a lot of hard work to do it the right way and be successful. And and there's you know there's ups and downs to every aspect of it. You know, getting gear all the time. You know, when people see you getting brand new gear dropped on your you know studio doorstep weekly, oh man, that you must be so lucky. Sometimes it drives me bananas. I mean, you know, it's like you know, it's like Matthews. I mean, for whatever reason, they were they released their bows in November. You know, which has always (laughs) been bizarre to me. So, we're, you know, Gene and I, we're on the road. The first 25 days of November, we don't come off the road. We're in a tree 13 hours a day every day for 25 days. And that's where we kill most of our whitetails. Well, I mean, we literally have our bow shipped to Lancaster Archery. We have their pro shooters shoot it in and get it completely set up. Then they ship it to us wherever we're at on the road. And then we'll take that bow and start hunting with a new bow. So, a lot of times it's a pain because as hunters, we get a little, you know, you get a little... uh, where, you know, kind of where it's good luck you know you get a little superstitious and you know you get your bow set up perfect and, mm-hmm. and you got so much confidence in it you take your lucky tactic. bow yep yeah, right and then and then again. And, and, you know and then about oh yeah like, by the way
0: here shoot this new bow
4: yeah yeah by, yeah by the time you get any piece of gear dialed in to where man this is right where i want it here comes a new piece of gear you know and it don't matter you got to change uh-huh. so again not a bad deal not complaining but it's those are things you know just things you deal with there are certain aspects of it that you know t- that can wear on you a little bit as a hunter mm-hmm. you know so it's a lot of fun stuff but but again it is a job and and um, it's 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 a lot more complicated it's a lot harder to do than most people would imagine just watching you know watching someone on TV
2: and whenever you ever used, what you just touched on is uh, my wife she actually, Man, you you know you and Courtney, y'all go hunting. Y'all just get to go and relax the whole weekend that y'all go out there. You just it's just relaxing. Y'all get to do all this stuff. And Courtney looked at her and said, "Mom, there's a lot of work involved in just going and setting things up and getting things in order, just so you can set for four or five hours. And if you see anything, right, it, it, it is um, some and time. And then if
3: you get something, then the, then the real work <laughs> oh, starts." Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: It gets – gets, but it's a rewarding It's a rewarding time regardless of whether you're successful in the woods because whether you harvest something or not, for us, uh, being enjoying that time is successful in itself. Uh, that's when sometimes you really get to understand and know uh, the person that you're hunting with, get a little more in tune with their life and what they're dealing with. So I enjoy it, uh, whether it be fishing or hunting, uh, but you guys are doing it all the time. And uh, putting that together at the end of the show or the season, those things were – you can show the reality side of those near misses, or those ones that just didn't work out. You got caught, you got caught, covered, whatever, and. I, I probably would enjoy watching that because I can relate to it. <laughs> and we show it.
4: I mean, it's we 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 get a lot of comments even on. I mean, you know, if, if you know, me and Gina. Maybe we're on the road twenty days together. We're we're blowing state to state. You know, cold, miserable. Maybe you know the, the hunting's tough. I mean, like anything, you can get frustrated. Me and her get nippet at each other, and we we put that on TV, and it's the funniest thing because <laughs> we see, get we so many, many. Yeah, we get so many people that contact us, and they are like, y'all oh. all right. They're, well, they contact us. And they're like, man, you're just like my, me. Me and my wife, and you. know you know, it's a, it's real. You know, I mean, you know, you spend a lot of time with someone in the woods. Um, you get on the road and go on a twenty-five day road trip. I mean, you know, if the hunting's if the hunting's slow, everyone gets a little edgy. So, uh, but it's well, it's funny. We show we we try our best to show it how it happens. And one thing I've always appreciated about
0: knowing you too with the shop and everything is people don't realize that all the equipment that you get. You put your time in, and I know this about you personally. You put your time in testing it because if it's not going to work or if it's not going to do what you want it to do, you're not going to use it, and
4: or you're going to get oh, you're sure. going to give honest yeah. feedback. That's yeah, what and, I love. yeah yeah, and we do. We test a lot of gear for manufacturers, and you know, look, we're we're in a great place with our show. You know, again. Uh, you know, one of the top shows out there. So we're, you know, we're past the stages of having to chase, you know, people and products and sponsors. So we're, we're in a great position where we can kind of cherry pick. And we we say no to checks. I mean, we say no to people that want us to promote a product. And if it's not good, if I don't believe in it, we don't mess with it. I mean, and it doesn't have to be the best whatever out there it just it's gotta to work be, it needs to be worth the money you know if that you know if it's not the best the optic if it's half the price of a swarovski and it's not the best optic but it's a solid optic that's worth that money and it does the job and it is what it's supposed to be then we're okay with that but if it's garbage i mean trust me I, it don't last with me i mean if i get out in the woods and something fails on me i'm done with it <laughs> it's a job man unless something costs me a big deer it's getting burned to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I think the anyb-
3: anybody would probably do that i'll yeah. never use this thing again and uh take that remington 7400 all right we gotta take a quick break we are the big and wild outdoors we are brought to you by brandon ford and the great folks out of g5 feeding outdoors go out and see that new line of textron motorsports out there those things are flying off the shelf man people are loving them go out and take one home today we'll be back Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome back. Wait a minute. Big and wild outdoors. Guys, y'all look different on this side of the screen.
3: Oh, that's right. Glenn's out of the studio, so just turn no, I off. I am
2: out of the studio. He's, He's off. I'm He's over here you. looking at a bunch of goldfish. You must,
3: must have Verizon. Your phone call is so clear.
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you, we, All right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all. Uh, John. Uh, okay, bye. Enjoy your morning. <laughs> All right, Glenn. See you, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you.
3: <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Glenn's got to get out of here. Graduation. Uh, got a graduation party it's to go to today. <laughs> and you know what? you got to love a man who... Uh, you know, for the graduation party today, you know, most of it's like, you know, it's going to be frilly and girly stuff. And no, getting it's out not. There not this Courtney girl. And, you know, you get out there and, Dad, I want a brand new, uh, you know, Ferrari and, you know, a couple of poodles and things. No. No. Courtney, I want to go out and have a bow shooting Thing. What is it called? It's like larping, or larping, or whatever. We're Archery
0: in- tag.
3: Archery tag. That's what she wants to have her party at today. <laughs> so that would call that be larping. No, that that's
0: exactly what it's called. Wait, I thought
3: LARPing what, was you where shoot you each other. Where you yeah. like, that's when you like role it's, play, it's like yeah, uh, role play dragons yeah. and dragons and all that.
0: It's ca- I'm telling you right now, that's what it's called. It's the, that's they set interesting. up. They set up like a paintball field, basically, and you're. It's you yeah. just use bows. Well, let's just got all go do that. Let's yeah. let's just say that uh, <laughs> Arrowhead's looking into uh, setting up some. We gotta, to it's do it's got do that. got a lot of kids that way. Yes.
3: Oh, it's, it's got like a big giant marshmallow. It's a big,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's a good. It looks like they took a big marshmallow and stuck it on the end of an arrow and it's, yeah.
3: They're only, like, 20-pound bows, you know, so anybody can pull them back. Oh,
4: you can't come out with a big monster bow <laughs> 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 with 95 pounds of kinetic energy. You no, can't shoot, shoot your, your friend. friend. <laughs> no,
3: from 100 yards. Yeah, I'm him. safe. I'm hiding behind oh, it. No, you're not.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I wonder what you could do. If you could set up a nice, uh, you know, uh, Matthews or uh, prime bow and set up a sniper uh, up in a corner somewhere. Uh, uh,
4: take him out. <laughs> <laughs> Good possibility.
3: Sniping from 100 yards. Oh. Where'd
4: that come from?
3: Uh, Chris Kyle up there in the tower. It's got you Brian, right It's all done. No, it's exactly. just like
0: paint. I mean, hey, it's like paintball. So,
3: yeah, I've seen them with the inflatable, um, you know, obstacles the out there. They bounce off. So, you can, but the thing about it, it's not like paintball where you got to carry all your stuff. You can actually go pick up your enemy's arrows and shoot that them right back that's again. It, and so that's it's, it. It's it it's makes a lot of interesting.
4: Just using recurves, I take it. Yeah, yeah. Just a nice. little, little, little recurve. Yep. that'd be fun.
3: You're, you're moving fast. I've seen I've seen some of the videos, and there's no time for for more remember compound remember the, uh, stuff.
0: What was what wild game dinner was it we did? Uh, Meet him and all the guys from under the sun and everything.
4: They had the course set up.
3: Where was that? Do you remember Bill I George? No. Oh, I
4: could see that being. Fun. I wasn't there.
3: Oh, well, I forget for,
4: which church. You it aren't was. invited? No.
3: <laughs> no. It's pro- it probably up in Tallahassee. Uh, by the way, the empty chair has now been filled. Bill George has been allowed back into the room, so welcome back. I'm
0: back to my He's normal in, seat. He's and, uh, in the kitty corner.
3: And, and welcome back from uh, Pennsylvania. Keep your eye on him,
0: is all I can say.
3: From your successful hunting trip up in Pennsylvania, congratulations and welcome back.
4: Thank you. You kill you, a deer in Pennsylvania? N- uh, Turkey. I drive oh, I all the way say. up there. I. I got up to Pennsylvania at 6.15 in the morning, and by 7 o'clock in the morning, I had been out hunting, got my turkey, and back to camp. It's nice when it works out like that.
1: <laughs> it's very nice when it works out like that. It's kind and, of like when
4: you then, take... then I spent five more days uh, trying to chase the second one
0: I'm, down. <laughs> I'm wondering where he gets his horseshoe from. That's all I'm going to say. Hey.
3: Oh, Glenn just texted in, and to remind us, it was at the uh, Midway Baptist Church. That's when we were there. Okay. And they had it set Thank up Thank you, there. Glenn. Yeah. So at least we have one listener.
4: He, he said, he told me to remind you to, uh, you know, we got to put up the number too so people have the number. Oh, we do? Mention, mention the number.
3: 888 Yeah,
4: 888-404-1010. Do not dial 800.
0: The lady does not like you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Oh, man. Uh, from anywhere in the country, by the way, as we heard from uh, a little while ago, Sean called in from up in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, he was a she. Uh, you know, when you see Sean, you have to, you know, The good Irish girl. I don't know. So uh, she's up there in New Hampshire, originally from New York. And, you know, I want to go back to her a little bit because I thought it was interesting and I wanted to bring this up. She admitted that she was originally from New York City and she had moved over and started working for the company that that does the outdoor industry, basically a marketing type thing and and reps a lot of an agency that reps a lot of outdoor shows and people like that. And the more she got to do it, the more she got to meet The people who are representing the industry, you guys that are on TV, a lot of you, she went, I'm sure that it dispelled a lot of things that she probably heard while she was growing up in the big city of New York that, you know, they're all toothless, you know, hillbillies uh, running around barefooted, uh, you know, just sometimes, you know, living on skunks and possums out in the woods, like, you know, the Clampets. Right. And um, as she got to know you and then got more interested in it and actually did actually eventually get out and start doing it. Now she knows that there's this great new world open to her. And now she wants to introduce her own children to it. And And we've talked about that here on the show, how important that is to take somebody who may be poo-pooing you all the time at work. You know, oh, you're going out to kill Bambi, I guess, you know, or, or at least take him out to the range, archery, gun, uh, sporting clays, something. See what their interest is. And you can sway somebody. You can change their mind. Well, you can, you can. Sometimes it takes one thing
4: to, to alter someone's direction or especially kids. And we've learned over the years, we do a lot of stuff with our kids. So every time we take the kids crabbing or bow fishing or, or scalloping, we invite some of their friends that have never done it before. You got to do and that. And the thing is, is every single kid we take, every single one of them that, you know, live in the city, they, they don't get to go out. They're not outdoorsy. They've never done anything like it. Once we take them one time, I mean, they're hooked. And, and the funny thing that I've learned is, you can take a kid that would have probably never hunted or or fished ever, and we take them out one time, and then it it alters their life. You know, I mean, a lot of those kids will fish the rest of their life. Yep. A lot of those kids will get into scalloping. Will not will then do that with their kids. I mean, it's amazing how taking one person to do something just one time can really you know well. send them in a different fork in the road, and it changes their life because they're not they're just not they're not exposed to it. They live in the concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. So they just don't see it. They don't understand it. And Sean's a perfect example. She was, wasn't against it, but she had an open mind. That's... And when she first started at Wildcom, she was like, eh, I don't know. But after being around the different personalities and seeing all the hunting and how much fun it is and and, and the... You know the science, the science behind it with quality deer management, and you know biologists are telling you what animals to take and not take. Once she got a feel for that, she started getting the bug, and then next she knows she's out shooting her first deer, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, you know.
3: I think that it's a progression thing. Like sure. you said, w- when we were talking about you know our panfish challenge coming up on June 16th, we always tell you if you're going to bring kids, have their kids. Invite somebody from school that may not get the opportunity right. to come and say, "Look, come on up to Lake Panasofki. It's a great place to run around and be free and get a couple fun. You're pan bites. fishing. It's not, and, and you're going to catch something. You right, know, it's right. not like you're going to sit out there and not go. Oh, I catch anything And and if they've never experienced it, and they're there with their buddies from school, it's it's in the summer, so they're looking for something to do anyway. But it's a progression because you take a kid scalloping. He goes out. He catches a few scallops. The next thing you know, he gets a little older. He wants to go snorkeling. He may become a free diver. He may go right. in and put on a wetsuit, and then he becomes offshore, and then he's going out doing wrecks, and then he wants to travel to Fiji and take his – I mean, right. it, it well, you alter,
4: Yeah, you alter yeah, the path. And it really just, does. Someone mentioned something earlier about, you know, like TV, um, you know, how much we feel it influences, uh, you know, how, how much we feel it influences, you know, getting people into the outdoors. You know, we'd all love to think that dads and grandpas are passing down that tradition, but it's it's not that way anymore. It's, you know, I mean, single Sadly. moms, a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, TV, in my opinion, is the number one opportunity and way to get in front of people that don't hunt and kids and see if we can get them interested. And then, of course, you know, the next, the best thing is to get them out there. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, so just getting them out there is the main thing. But I, I believe that TV and a lot of the shows that are out there, maybe the single influence and in getting someone, you know, in the outdoors, or at because least that's the their only, well, that's their only exposure to it. You know, yeah. if there's, if they live in the city, you know, so it's, it's really just trying to educate people, show them what it's all about. And it just seems like nine out of 10 times, if you do it and do it right, they, they understand and, and they get involved or they get hooked on it. Yeah. And, and even if one doesn't, they, they have a different respect for it.
3: Yeah. I always said that, you know, when I watch something like that and I'm there with my kids, I always, I'm the guy who does a, know we should go do that and if you see what their response is they're like yeah that'd be awesome let's go try it then you know what you if you did it and you planted that seed then you need to follow through you know i mean you got to make sure you do that kind of stuff now if you go hey doesn't that look like fun we should go do it man i don't know it looks pretty uh, sketchy oh come on we'll at least try it no i don't know you know so you can kind of gauge oh, sure. while you're watching, you know, John Brunson on TV. You know right, what I mean? right. You can see, wouldn't that be fun? And 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 if they give you a little indication of yes, then you got it. That's an open door. It's a crack you got to step through it. Yeah, you know it's what
4: I mean? it's it really boils down to convincing and educating not forcing yeah. you know oh, you've yeah. got you've got to introduce them in a way that they can understand it but make their own decision it's like if i put someone in a tree stand they don't know if they want to hunt they're thinking they might want to put them in a tree stand with a gun and a inner and a, and a camera and hey you see a deer and you just don't feel like shooting them you don't think you're ready hey take pictures of them the thing is to get them out there and let them feel what's going on and then the progression kicks in
3: all right it sounds like good information. we we'll
4: progress to a break. <laughs>
3: All right, got to go to our second hour. Anybody wants to give us a call, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We'll take a break for the top of the hour. Brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. We'll be back.